Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris. Listen, I want to talk to you about some of our sponsors. First and foremost, we're talking. One, first one I want to talk to you about is JC Innovations. JC Innovations is an engineering service business that provides engineering support for orthopedics and medical device businesses, including medical technology. But this is the thing. This is the thing. That's like saying that Kobe Bryant was a basketball player. I mean, this is. I mean, I appreciate this thing that they wrote up for me, but really, let's really talk about what they're. It's complete, total innovation happening in the orthopedic business, right? Where some of these guys are happy with hips, knees, right? JC Innovations is pushing the envelope of technology and innovation in the orthopedic industry. With, with over 15 years experience making medical products, they are prof not just proficient, they excel at navigating regulatory requirements for the, the government, the FDA. Think about all the nonsense it takes to get your product on the market with the FDA. JC Innovations, they've done it for 15 years. They can get your product to market, both and as well as regulatory bodies outside the US. Blessed to be a part of this community, they do their part and contribute to it. JC Innovations supports helping hands, right? Helping hands. If you don't know about helping hands, helping hands, J Jody put together like an Iron Man hand for my buddy's little girl, Zoe. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. It's not just about pushing innovation, but it's about helping community. If, you're, if you want to learn more, reach out to Jody. You want to, maybe you want to be partner with them, you, Jody, how they can help your business. Contact Jody at JC Innovations through the contact page on their website, jcinnovations.com. That's jc-innovations.com. They're excited to hear from you. Give them a call. Tell them I sent you. They might take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. This is the Freedom Cats with your hosts, Chris Flack, Seven King, and Jody Claypool. Produced by Jack Claypool Audio. Freedom Cats reviews movies, politics, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the Freedom Cats. Too grand a piece for me to tell one story. Wait, I'm confused. What's happening? I was about to tell a story because we're on the we're on the we're we're recording now. Oh, I, you I, said, I didn't you said support us as in a collective, so it's like all the money we would go back to us. Well, we're all yeah. I would us. if I tell a story and and paid ten grand for it, I would split it amongst the five of us. Look at that guy. That's very nice of you. And the, the the you guys are looking at me like I'm speaking Mandarin Chinese now, so that makes me think that like maybe that isn't a shared feeling. And I'm starting to wonder about what we really have I, here. I just don't have that good of stories. But if we, if we got 10 grand for something, if you, if someone wrote you a check for 10 grand for something you did on this show, would you split it five ways? I would definitely buy you a coffee. How shocked would you guys be? If <laughs> what if I give it from your place? So it might cost 10 grand. Exactly. What? Oh. What, what if I don't give it to any of you? Like, of all the people. What if I don't give it to any of you, but like I donate it to Cardinal? Uh, the thoughts and like views the of this podcast do not reflect Cardinal Services. But I am a donor. But you are a donor, and we appreciate that. We're all donors. So, okay, so you're not doing it. You're not doing it. Stefan? No, I, I, I would I would share. Oh, don't backpedal. No, now. You're, you're buying someone a cup of coffee. Stefan? 
What? Are you sharing what? your? Are you sh- if you if you get ten grand for something you say on this show, are you splitting it five ways? Yeah. Why not? See, you know this, why not? This I love t- that. This takes us back to the the Facebook episode where like there's there's nothing in writing that requires me to do it right now. So you know. Yeah. So speaking of that real quick, I've done some more digging since our, our, our uh, social network, Facebook episode. Oh yeah. You can can find that on Apple, Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Lots of, uh, lots of episodes just like that one. Um, Roberto Sandoval, whatever his name is. Yes. Andrew Garfield. The good looking one. It's hard to feel bad for that dude. Now I agree. He's He's got so many billions. He was like, I have to move to Brazil. It just kind of takes the heart out of the movie. Like, he got screwed. No, he's fine. Right. He's but fine. but you do, you do have to like factor in the idea of like relativity in that because let let let's say the whole program just became a million dollars. His percentage of a million would have seemed like peanuts at that point. Jody, you're nodding. You agree? Uh, I, no, I think he's fine. I think he's, it's okay. I, did, I don't know if percentage really matters when you're talking about that size of a number. Is there is there a level of wealth and success and popularity, notoriety, that suddenly you, we, we lose sympathy for that person? Case in yeah, point. Yeah, I think everybody... At a certain point, and as far as wealth, you lose sympathy. Well, it depends what they're doing, right? Like certain things you have sympathy. But if, if they act bizarrely due to extreme wealth, like take their son in a submarine a few months back, that was all over. And there was like no sympathy uh, for that. Yeah, we did not feel bad for those yeah. people. Yeah, so, but I don't uh, think that was because of the wealth. That was just because of like pure stupidity. Right, so it's how you handle the wealth, I right. think. So I don't think the wealth alone as a factor determines it. So... Example, like the the king and queen of England, or whatever. They have a big fan following, right? They have lots of wealth. They do. Example. I think that's a whole topic we should discuss that, at some. The point. royalty. The, you oh, want to talk Jesus. about the royalty? Not, not right now, but that that I got I got all sorts. You of got thoughts. thoughts. On that. They're, oh, they're basically gosh. state funded Kardashians. <laughs> um, Way less. Taylor Swift. I don't know if you've heard of her or not. Independent uh, girlfriend of the football player, right? Girlfriend of the football yeah. player, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, yeah I've, so she, a big point of controversy, which I manufactured controversy in my mind, by the way. Um, she has been shown on during games. The camera goes to Taylor Swift. Now, I think she's been on screen for a total of ninety seconds. Like cut, quick cutaways. You add it all up, it's like ninety seconds. From that ninety seconds and everything around it. $500 million has been generated through advertising sales. People are watching the game, so advertisers pay more. The NFL, the major television networks, and their parent companies have generated $500 million from this woman's likeness. She's not going to see any of it. Not a dime. Mm. Now, there's, 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 inherent, right, there's right, inherent benefit, right. but in terms of dollars and cents, she's not going to see a dime. Yeah, might, but might, might get a better oh, here cat. it is. This is what might, I'm here might, for. The yeah, the but thing, though, her cat is worth almost that much. There's like, the yeah, but that I'm talking about. So, like, she's, she's being objectified. She's not getting any money from it, but she's reached a level to where we're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, I, I, at the same time, I do think it's stupid that these 
people are out there like, why do they got to show Taylor Swift? Like anytime a celebrity goes to a game, I remember watching Notre Dame games and Vince Vaughn is at the, at the game and they cut to him like every fourth play or something like that. It's just the way that they do things. Here's the thing. Okay. Now you're, now you're getting into my, now it's time for my conspiracy corner. Jody, do you mind? Do you mind? <clears throat> Can we sing? Please. Ready? Uh, One, two, three. Chris's Conspiracy Corner. Brought to you by 110 Meadery. 110 Meadery, the place to go for all your fine foods, both prepared, like we had dinner there the other night, delicious, or go next door to B&B Marketplace and get the same ingredients that they're cooking with at 110. And for those of you playing at home, you can try to do it at home. It's the 110 board game version of the restaurant experience. I, I just have to say, you, we need to clarify, is prepared. You, you, you made it sound like pre-prayed. Pre and I'm like, prayed? so they all pray over the food Not before pre you no, go listen, I obviously, no, had a bit of a, I, I obviously had a bit of a stumble with my pronunciation. So you were there. Kosciuszko kosher is what we're doing. <laughs> kosher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that should be a new Facebook group. Where that would yeah, like, like a it. side of the holy water, please. Ooh, thank yeah. you, sir. Um, I think, but it could be dangerous if we called it the Kosciuszko Kosher Kitchen. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, a lot of K's. Sometimes alliteration goes too far, man. Yeah. And if you're well, is that, that T-shirts? That might be a problem. Mm -hmm. But would that be inclusive then? Because you know the the club does not like the kosher folks. All right, but now you're like combining the two, so. Mm, I think that's a. That's I think anybody's invited to the Kosciuszko Kosher Kitchen. A, I, I don't a, know if you're going to overcome that label. Yeah, yeah. that's a tough one. That's a tough All right, one. have you heard anyone say, "Oh, I don't like Taylor's on the football game"? Because I haven't. I see people reacting to those people in memes and comments. I have not heard one person complain. This is a manufactured conspiracy. The, a lot of times the right, the right gets blamed. I think this is a manufactured conspiracy to sell tickets. False flag. I have personally heard people bitch about her being on screen. Who cares? I, I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I Like, what's the big deal? Like, either they're going to show the announcers, which I prefer not to see, or they're going to show Taylor Swift. Yeah. I Whatever. love it. My little girl likes to watch football games. Right. So, so if, if anything, you, you want to talk about like bring, you know, bringing groups together. My, I mean, if it can bring a, a 13 year old girl to sit next to her dad on a Sunday afternoon, instead of being like, I don't want to do this. My daughter, how old is my daughter? I don't know. How old is your daughter? Bro, we have been friends the whole way. You've lived. Chris, three I'm, houses so, down. I'm so bad with ages, man. Nine. I don't, eight. She's, she's eight. She's eight. All right. Well, we do know how old his son is, though, right? How old's my son? Jesus. Why? They're twins, bro. <laughs> that, They're twins. Don't put that on me. They're like, you asked me to watch a movie every week, not do the study guide of your fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, welcome to the show. Um, I'm Chris. He's Jody, Stefan, Jason, and Travis. We are the Freedom Cats. Meow. <laughs> what a thank you all for listening today. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I bet Taylor gets more money. I, be, I bet Travis gets more money if they're still together when they renegotiate. Just saying. Oh, you think the relationship is manufactured? Uh, no, no, I'm just saying that, like, don't feel too bad. Like, if they're still together, you know that'll be a, in the negotiation discussion. They're not idiots. Oh, I, I don't think it's manufactured, but, I but I, I'm with Travis. I don't think they're stupid, and they understand what they're doing. They 
I think I think KC also understands what they're doing for the NFL, which everyone's getting paid. And and and, and I th- I think everybody's going into it, and they're like, I hey, if it. you guys really want to be together, that's awesome. But but they're for sure going to find a way to, to make to, your money. Why not? And they, and they deserve it. I mean, they deserve it. I, I there was a meme that maybe, went around. Maybe they get a cut of the jersey sales. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe what they're if, already making money. What if it's a totally different conspiracy and Taylor dating Kelsey is the reason that the pre-manufactured Super Bowl didn't occur the way it was supposed to, oh. and they changed it because of her? Wait, explain. Okay, so the theories have been. Uh, there was announcements about who was going to be performing at the halftime show, and they actually called it out as the halftime show of the San Francisco 49ers and Baltimore Ravens. And then the logo for the Super Bowl leaked. And in the past years, the logos mm-hmm. were always the colors of the teams. So the logo this year was purple and red. So it just fed into this whole, it's going to be Baltimore and 49ers end of the year and then it all changed with a little video of taylor swift now that to back up this claim if i may so you think the refs are in on this well oh i think the to league support this as a whole <clears throat> it's important to know that the nba the nfl they are registered as entertainment companies they're entertainment companies and there's a whole saying like back in the day um you know if you wanted to beat the bulls by five you needed to win by 15 mm-hmm. meaning that if you're up you need to go into the fourth quarter up by 15 because that's when the whistles start coming out same mm-hmm. kind of thing with these players we're saying you know if you want to if you want to beat kansas city by 14 you better score you better do 28 points on the board mm-hmm. um I, I i don't disagree St- jody I'm I'm all up in your ground, bro, with these conspiracies. <laughs> well, uh, not really. I don't I don't really pay much attention to Taylor Swift or the NFL. So all right. Well, Jody, thanks for being above it all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't make sense if the numbers are weak in a particular geographic area. Then like let's let's stage it over here to bump the numbers well, over part there. Though is like if you really were if, if you really were if you really were um, staging this stuff, it would be New York versus L.A. every year. Those are the two major media markets. Right. Right, like that—that's the one piece that like makes it be somewhat authentic. Like, really, the the NFL was like, guys, we we really got to work on this whole KC market. Like, that's that's <laughs> really that's Kansas where, City, Missouri is really where we need like to be that's hot. that's where we gotta. I mean, like, we're in the middle of BFE, like, no population. That's where we, we that's where we got to drop Taylor in. Yeah, not you know. I mean, Kansas City is the new Patriots, though. People love to hate him. And they they want to watch because they want them to lose. So yeah, I mean, to me, it's it makes more sense to be pre-planned if the Lions go to the Super Bowl because everyone loves an underdog, right? So I mean, it great. would be it would more than likely be the most watched Super Bowl in the history of Super Bowls well, yep. if the Lions end up there. But the Illuminati was going to make that happen because a Lions Super Bowl would have unified the country, and there the. The, the guys, the Pentaveret, there's no money in a unified country. How, right? how would we have been unified over Detroit? 
it's the underdog of underdogs. Yeah, like they've yeah, been yeah. awful my entire life. Right, right. Like you always found something else to do and the lions were playing on Thanksgiving. Like, and so for them yeah. to go from make they're a movie the Hoosiers of the NFL. Yeah. There'll be, there'll be yeah. a movie about it later. You know, Guys, doesn't this strike you as like modern day gladiatorial Coliseum game type stuff? Oh, okay. Let's get into that. Cause I was actually going to say this a minute ago. I agree with you, but to Chris's point, where this is this is like strictly licensed as an entertainment situation, the Gladiator World was an entertainment situation, but they put their money where their mouth was. Like it was entertainment to see somebody get eaten by a lion, or you know get murdered by this. Like they they were they were actually closing the deal on the entertainment. Whereas I kind of feel like the NFL, the NBA, and like all of that is entertainment. But they they go right up to the edge of like legitimacy, and then they go. But See, it's just a movie, right? You know, or it's just a play. That's why. That's why I only watch the WWE. Oh jeez, that's awful. That's awful. I can't believe that stuff's still on TV. It's a. It's fun. But back in the day, didn't you love it? When I, when I was like yeah, when I was yeah, Chris's yeah. when I was Chris's daughter and son's age at eight. Okay, now you got me defending right, WCW, the WWE. Now you got me on. WWE. No, 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 no. We're gonna talk about this real quick. We're gonna talk about this. The fact that they don't kill each other, the fact that they don't break every bone in their body, the fact that they're not snapping necks and doing the kind of acrobatics and work that they do. That's the beauty of of it. Like I, I used to, I would. So one time I got involved, they asked me to be a, a bad guy manager to that little wrestling of thing that goes on here in town. And it's the, the FW, yeah, at the CCAC. Yeah. So yeah. I was like the bad guy manager, right? I was doing the sports show back then on the local ESPN. And I came out in a Tom Brady jersey and I was like, I would have loved to have seen this. It was, it, was, it was a good time. So then I'm watching these two guys, right? And these two guys are wrestling. Um, and uh, one guy was uh, Brian Johnson, and the other guy was A.C. McCray. He was a WRSW. Okay. Uh, shout out to these guys. Super yep, cool yep. dudes. Um, so they're wrestling, and they're doing their thing. And like the wrestling, wrestling, they get out to the outside of the ring. Brian goes to throw A.C., and he couldn't, didn't have his depth right. He, he ends up shattering A.C.'s orbital socket. At the CCAC? At the Holy CCAC. Crap. Like shatters his orbital socket. And then, but there's still, the, the match goes on, right? And then, then AC goes to throw this guy, Brian, into a pose, you know, the thing. And again, can't see it because he shattered his orbital socket, throws the guy head first into this post head splits open it's like it's like the prom scene from carrie there's blood everywhere right throws it back in now at this point brian's friends are screaming at me from the crowd because apparently the dude uh, this if this is a hippie thing travis you'll defend me travis mcconnell esquire fantastic local lawyer <laughs> if you're about to say something on a podcast that could get you in legal trouble travis is the guy give him a call or visit him <laughs> on social media so apparently this guy was on some form of like blood thinner oh shit so he's just i mean it's the trevi fountain coming out of his head <laughs> it's just it's everywhere right it's covering the people in the rows people are yelling at me like you got to stop this thing you got to stop this thing he's on blood thinner. like 
what do you want me to do? I, I'm just here to like be a jerk. And oh my god! So then, like the bad guys came out and like stomped on him, and they took him in the back, and he immediately took him to the hospital. My point is this: when you see some hokey amateurs try it and damn near kill each other, it gives you this whole new perspective of what those guys do athletically. It's a difference between professionals and amateurs. For sure. They don't end up hitting and busting their heads open. Yeah. So to that sense, now, is it predetermined? Do we know who's going to win in the end? Yeah, but so are television shows and movies. It's right, just pure right. entertainment, and it is live action stunts in an incredible... I mean, th these guys are coming off the top rope and doing backflip. I mean... It's insane. No, I, I give it credit for that stuff. Yeah. I, I just, I don't find the entertainment in it. Okay. And, and, uh, got me out here to getting heated over wrestling. No, no, no. And, in, in my younger years, I had a, a buddy of mine that was actually practicing to become a, uh, a WWE wrestler. Good for him. And, Follow uh, your dreams, kids. Yeah. He, uh, he did some weird things, man. Like he, he would like jump down like full flights of stairs just to like practice how to like fall and roll. And so he would like jump halfway, fall down the rest, not actually jump the whole stairs. No, he jumped the whole stairs. Oh, okay. Like, right. it, it, like I, I remember looking at him like when I was 13 and I was like, dude, I don't, I don't have that kind of commitment to that kind of world. Like, <clears throat> speaking I don't want to hurt myself. Speaking of things that uh, took a commitment, Jason, as you may or may not know, uh, the Freedom Cats podcast is a content club where we bring some form of content, television show, movie. Never a book. Never a book. Sometimes movies that have been made from books. Yeah. A lot of those. Yeah. Like a lot of we ever do like a Harry Potter? Ooh, we, we uh I'm not a I'm not a Potter guy. I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. Yeah. Yeah, get it, Stefan. Now <laughs> get it. So what's your favorite Harry Potter movie, Stefan? I have no idea. I don't even know what the names of them are. My son watches them. I'm like, I'm leaving the room. Like, so gangster. Sorry, son. We could, no. this, could, this could be bonding time for us, but I'm cool. They it's get, all about the anti-establishment. Yeah. Going rogue. They get together on Sundays because his, his, his son likes watching Taylor on football. Stefan's so badass. He's starting a new group that's going rogue from going rogue. You can't do that. Because you, you guys you, have become too mainstream, man. You can't go rogue squared. Yeah, I'm going rogue from being rogue. So it's pretty punk, actually. I think that just brings you back to like the main path, doesn't it? Going, yeah. Does that make you the chamber? At that <laughs> <point>? <laughs> it's worked so well. Um, all right. So speaking of things that we really had to dedicate yourself to, we watched "Take Care of Maya." Holy shit! On Netflix. Um, yeah. If you're not familiar with "Take Care of Maya," um, I su I suggest maybe seeing a metal, medical mental health professional to get a Lexapro prescription before you watch this thing because, oh, my God. I would be super careful, though, if you're not under the care of your own self. Yeah, make sure to take high doses of ketamine. Be, no, and because... And watch it. Uh, okay, yeah, no, not... Jeez. <laughs> like, what I, what I got out of this, like, I, it made me scared of the system. Oh, that's fair. Like, yeah. holy shit. Let me tell you, real quick, let me, let me... If you're not familiar, obviously... Spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about the 2023 Netflix documentary, Taking Care of Maya. Taking Care of Maya is a 2023 American documentary film directed by Henry Roosevelt, which premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival on June 10th of 2023 and was subsequently released on Netflix. You can see it on Netflix now. Documentary follows the harrowing story of Jack 
and Beta Kowalski and their nine-year-old daughter, Maya. The narrative begins in early 2015 when Maya starts experiencing severe breathing problems and headaches. As the family seeks medical help for their daughter, they are thrust into a nightmarish situation involving rare medical diagnosis and accusations of child abuse. The film explores the deeply fractured healthcare and child welfare systems in the United States through the lens of the Kowalski family struggle to clear their name and fight for the custody of their daughter and highlights the systematic failure that can devastate families, especially those facing serious health challenges with their children. It's Beata. Oh, yeah, Beata. Sorry, Beata. Um, real quick, around the table, I just want to hear your quick thoughts. We'll delve into it, but I want to hear quick thoughts about uh, the case and uh, the subsequent documentary. Jody. Uh, it was heart-wrenching and <clears throat> very frustrating and terrifying. That's, that was, that's my synopsis. Stefan, what do you think? Well, you guys said ketamine, and I'm like, okay, I'm all in. And then it totally did not go that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Misrepresented. <laughs> I, I have a uh, family history of some uh, medical issues my dad had for years, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit, but uh, very much the same type of situation. Uh, it is frustrating to deal with the, the medical community. I got super frustrated once uh, the child uh, services got involved. So, I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm in a similar boat. It, depressing, um, scary. Like, I'm, I'm not a parent, and, and I can't imagine the difficulty of, of wanting to do what's right by your kid and then being told by a total stranger slash government entity that not only are you wrong, but you don't even get to raise the kid anymore. I mean, like, the, the kid was taken from her for 90 days before she took her life, and then, like, the total was, like, 140-some days or something. It was, it was like, damn near a third of a year. Like, it was a solid four months. Like, that's insane. I mean, that's insane that the government can do that. Now, I don't disagree that, like, it should be able to be done in some capacities, but, shit, that's a... That's a scary ass world. Yeah, uh, upsetting. Um, little different for me because I lived uh, where the stuff went down, and I do the personal injury law side of it. So, like when we finally got to the Andersons, I'm like, thank goodness the the good guys have shown up, contrary to what the insurance companies might want you to believe. We're the good guys, uh, as you can see in the movie. Um, so nice that there can be some justice. Justice goes really slow, as you see in the movie, um, especially when you got people uh, fighting you like tooth and nail on the other side. They got lots of money. So yeah, I mean, it's extremely upsetting. But and I, I, I know both the doctors. I've had a trial in front of the judge in the movie. Um, yeah, so slightly, I mean, very upsetting, but also in a weird way, invigorating. Like. Uh, reminds me why I need to do what I do for my personal injury stuff, like go fight for justice. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's a hard. This is a hard watch. This is a, a hard really watch. hard watch because, from a parent's perspective, um, you know, you feel that helplessness when there's something wrong with your kid and you can't figure it out. Like suddenly, you are you are charged with being the protector of these children, no matter what, for your life, your life before theirs, and. You see your you see your child hurting 
and there's nothing you can do. And so the only thing you know to do is to turn to the people, you know, we turn to our doctors, we turn to our... To the people you think you trust. That you should be able to trust, right? Um, I mean, it's no different than the cast like we did the other the other day about the... Yeah. Where, you know, he calls the cops because he needs help. Yeah. It's... It's also a frustration to me with like our healthcare system. Like we went to, I'm sure we'll get into DCS, but like I know why they stopped going to Dr. Kirkpatrick because I know Dr. Kirkpatrick. It's because he only takes cash and he's hella expensive because he's the best in the world at what he does. And thank goodness he recommends his colleague, Dr. Hannah, who I also know who takes insurance for partial payment. Um, but then why they ended up where they ended up, is it's because of money and because... Our, we, we don't have national health care. And like, if you have money, you can get great health care. And if you don't, then you don't. And I mean, there's just that whole aspect too. I do wish the documentary would have like maybe dove into that a little bit, just about like the, the, the cost of everything that they had gone through over that, you know, what up to the end of the, the documentary, I think it was like nine years, but, but I, I would have been intrigued to see like an actual expense report or even just something close to, to see what they did, what they did pay, not only in the loss of their mother, but what they actually lost in finances. I've had clients get the ketamine bath infusions, and like each infusion bath is, I think, back this was years ago, it was like ten thousand dollars a pop, and there's multiple at a time, and so like pay cash up front. Let's let's circle back sure. because there's we're, we want to yeah. for those who haven't seen this, want to give them some context. So um, again. You, the the Kowalskis, I mean, they're your kind of typical upper middle class American family, right? I mean, they're living, they're they're in their atomic family. They're two and a half kids. They're things are pretty normal. Um, there's, I mean, pretty kind of an Applebee's family, right? It, it's just sort of and nothing atypical about this family at all. And then their daughter uh, Maya starts to feel pain in her legs and after an ex expansive league our expansive medical journey thank you um they get a diagnosis of crps jody what do you know about crps well <clears throat> i don't know much uh i am not a doctor but i did go online and try to see what was out there um, so here is a summary from what I got from the National Institute of Health. Uh, so CRPS is a complex regional pain syndrome. Uh, it's a form of spontaneous or stimulus-induced chronic pain that most often affects one limb, uh, usually after an injury and lasting six months. It was previously known as pseudex atrophy. Um, and there's a bunch of medical words I can't say because I don't know how to sound them out. Um, and there's two classifications. There's one where uh, CRPS classification two occurs after injury, so it's more identifiable, but CRPS type one is not. They don't have a good way of kind of testing for it or figuring out why it's occurred. And it has these strange um, symptoms where you, the, the um, person who's experiencing this won't be able to um, like ambulate their legs, their legs kind of turn inward and the lightest touch feels like daggers or fire. 
and they they basically start it it almost seems like they start becoming paralyzed and dysfunctional and deteriorating progressively um, with no real understanding of what the the um, the fix is for it, which could be extremely terrifying. Yeah, which, which is the type that Maya had. has. Yeah, the type that is what she had. And a big issue with it is people think you're making it up because you're complaining of extreme pain. And I've, I've had clients to go through it and they, they, they think they're more likely to make it up because they're making it up just to try and get money. And it, the pain is excruciating. Like I had a client who actually planned to cut his own leg off to end his CRPS. And thank goodness he told someone about it. He actually got admitted before he could cut his own leg off. And he's doing great today. Uh, shout out to you if you're listening, buddy. Uh, we're still friends. Walks yeah. with a bit of a limp, but he's doing well. No, actually, the leg's still there, and he's, he got great treatment. He had a good, he had a good attorney, and uh, yeah, Sorry, it I was just... great. But yeah. <clears throat> this he, is going to be a tough he podcast. Had a, he had a good attorney. My he's, goodness. He's still got a good the, attorney. The, the just the shame. Look, we'll plug you, okay? Okay, all right, all right. My goodness. Well, yeah, hey, uh, kept his leg and his legal counsel. Hey! Hey, Jason, for what it's worth, we need a little levity when talking about this. Thank you. That, no, they, I, sure. That's what I'm here for. For sure. No, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a complete nightmare, right? Because we just associate with you banged your leg on the coffee table and now it hurts. There's a cause and effect that we associate pain with. And when the cause is a complete unknown, your kid's just in excruciating pain. What do you do? Like, what do you do? And especially, and that's bad enough with, as Travis talked about, an adult who has to manage that, but when it's a child and there is something so incredibly frustrating to the point of anger when like your kid is dealing with something that you can't fix. Right. Tell you a personal story. My kid, one of my kids is suffering from uh, extreme anxiety related to brushing teeth. Um, it's associated. She, uh, it's, I'm trying to be, it's my daughter. Um, the eight year old one, the one that's eight. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure for the record that for the everybody record, knows now, you know, that I know that his daughter, you know, it's going to really mess you up. You know, it's really, gonna <laughs> you know, it's really going to mess you up next year. She'll be nine. when they turn nine. That's going to fuck you up. Um, so, um, but no, she has this extreme anxiety to brushing her teeth, right? And it's associated with dental work that she's had. She had a cavity. It was a bad experience for her going to the dentist and getting the thing. And now she has this anxiety with brushing her teeth. What do you do with that, right? right? There's you, a feeling like, what that? do I do? You know, there's the physical implications of how bad that is for her, especially at her age, which, you know, but then there's also like the real, like, Kid, your breast stinks really bad, right? We got to fix this. You know, I don't want her to go into school. I don't want my kid to be the girl with the stinky breath in school. You know, that's a certain family legacy that I'd like to stop. At the, you right, know, you gotta, right. um, but the, to be serious for a moment, there is that I, I really connected with the family's feeling of just utter helplessness. Because, and not that, the, you know, not to say that these two things Did are similar. Did you just correlate CRPS to, to a toothbrush? Hey, you know what, Jason, in my view, I'm not going to judge people's traumas by what's more, who has the bigger trauma than other people. And I think you should, too. Be more sensitive. I think he's saying from the parent's perspective, he's not, trying to compare, not, not the actual. He's trying to compare CRPS to TBAS. Toothbrush anxiety, anxiety syndrome. <laughs> well, I can say from experience that, you know, mm. I find I, I connect with something. You guys are like, bullshit. <laughs> 
on the on the family side, I can say from experience that I have experienced a little bit about what they went through. Okay. Uh, my dad started getting sick when I was about eleven. Um, he at the end of the day was diagnosed with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. He worked with a lot of chemicals. It was about the same time as, uh, people were coming back, uh, from Iraq with Gulf war syndrome and they've been linking it to chemicals that they were working with and stuff like that. Um, they went to doctors in Elkhart for probably about a year and about the worst part of it is that he'd always been, uh, he always worked with his hands. Uh, he got to the point where he couldn't get out of bed some days, couldn't lift a hammer, um, things like that. Uh, finally, I, I spent a lot of time in Cleveland growing up because the family would make trips back and forth to Cleveland Clinic trying to figure out exactly what this is because it was a new thing at the time. And, um, you know, I can relate to them having to find that doctor that can figure it out. Uh, because even up at Cleveland Clinic, there were a lot of doctors that were just flat stumped on exactly what was going on. And, um, you know, it took probably f five to seven years to find a doctor that, that knew what to do and could treat it. Um, he's got a laundry list of health issues, chronic, um, and still deals with it to this day, but it's become more manageable. Um, so I can definitely relate as far as what the family was feeling with that issue and trying to figure out how to get it taken care of. As, as much as we're, we're drawing a connection to like the struggle of the family, one of the pieces in, in this, this documentary that just floored me was the argument against the family from the hospital saying, we don't really know what we're dealing with entirely. Like they, because if, if they just openly admitted like the, the ketamine uh, treatment would have been like the standard of practice, right? But then on the insurance level, they flat out knew exactly what they were dealing with they labeled it as such and billed it as such and just decided to not treat it with the most understood process to treat that disease. Yeah. Unpack well, that, Jody. It, unpack, that, unpack what he's talking about. The ketamine treatment's not approved, though, I don't think. So it's not... Uh, un, un, yeah. under, understand, but like, but like yeah. that's... But the conversation should have changed. Like, instead of looking at the mother and being like, we think you're being... Look, you're billing this for C CRPS. You're billing it for CRPS. You know that I'm not being abusive. The only reason you think I'm being abusive is because the treatment care that I want to give her, the FDA hasn't approved yet because they can't make enough fucking money off of it. Well, and literally the two most That's prominent right. experts in the field are right there on, in, right. in the bay with them. That's like, right. that, like Hannah and Kirkpatrick are the experts on this. And they're right there. And what floored me was, this is the, so there's there's the ego part, right? That's the healthcare ego, where you can't go in and explain to somebody who's supposed to be the expert, the doctor, the therapeutic care that you've gotten that is effective. If you try to do that and you do it with some level of directness, they become offended and then that's the last thing they're going to do. They'll bill you for everything else in the world and go treat you like a, a guinea pig. This is the story, by the way, I'm talking about that the progression of this movie and the experts who actually are the people, they are the people you go to for this care, for this particular condition 
We're saying, no, this is what they should be. They should be on these high-dose ketamine treatments. The other doctors just didn't want to believe it, even though they're not the experts there. They're just some random you know, group of general practitioners that decided to uh, change the care well, that was effective so here's for the what, child. Here's a question. It's controversy on how you treat it, and I think that's the issue. Yeah. yeah, but the experts in those areas should be the ones who decide that ultimately, right? Why does the judge and why does this random doctor get to trump a person who is the expert in that field? Money. That's, that's, that would be my argument, and that's what I perceive from the movie. And that was very frustrating. And it was exactly this thing where they didn't want – they ex explicit. sorry, you're going to give me a soapbox because obviously I was – Soap away, baby. Right. So they <clears> – <throat> this family, uh, the, the mom, Polish – Right, so she had a bit of that Polish Eastern Bloc accent, very direct, didn't take no for an answer. And I think she was affecting the egos of the people that she was coming in contact with because she was so direct. Mm -hmm. And so she was coming into this friction of the system because they didn't want to be told how to do their jobs. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. and that the text chains that they show in this documentary, that was another thing that just caused me to start screaming at the screen. I mean, the the interview with that, uh, what was she? She was the CPS lady, mm -hmm. Dr. Sally. I don't know what she was a doctor mm. That, no, I she was, was screaming at the TV. I was like, yeah. this is... It's beyond. It's it's crazy. Yeah. But then their, their per perpetual wall that they were running into, and even though they had the experts on their side, the hospital system itself, the people who were just these whatever, generic general doctors, trumping the experts in the field just floored me. Uh, this is what irritates me about our healthcare. And this is strictly an opinion. You can agree with it or disagree with it. I do not believe that our healthcare is designed to fix issues. Our healthcare system is designed to operate within the guidelines in which they've created that are capable of being billed for. Absolutely. I mean, and 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 if and if that system hasn't been built yet, so so you 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 ask you go well if if the fifty milligrams of ketamine was the answer, the the question would be is why didn't we want to give that to her? And I I will bet you, and I I know nothing. I don't even know this, but I bet you, it was not a line item that was billable to insurance. Not in full. Not in full. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, coming from the insurance field, working in the insurance field, in healthcare specifically, doctors are not in the business of curing ills. They're in the business of treating ills. And that's one of the biggest issues. Like you have high cholesterol. Let's give you two medications for that. And then we'll give you another medication to treat the side effects of the medications that we're already giving you. Right. When in all reality, the most effective treatment for that is here's a prescription for the why. You need to go there three days a week. But how many people well, I'm, now I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into the uncomfortable right. crap food. Right. Yeah. right. But right. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna get into the uncomfortable position of defending the healthcare system for a moment. How effective would it be to give people prescriptions to the YMCA? Hold on. Just how how effective would that be? Because it, I don't think it would be. Well, and I think, I, think, I think the doctors are faced with patients who aren't going to do the right thing. They're not going to go to the gym. They're not going to stop going through drive throughs So they look at the situation and say, okay, you're not going to do what you need to do to fix this issue. You're not going to take personal responsibility for your health, for your well-being. So what can I do to best 
treat and to best help you with this problem within the parameters that you're providing me. The other piece, again, I want to just, I want to redirect this a little bit. And this is, I want to hear your thoughts. How many people do fake these sort of injuries or these sort of things for the doctors to be so cynical to not trust someone, to not give someone the benefit of that. You know, we talked about getting back to believing people in our last episode. How many, I'm just curious, do, how many people have to fake things? How many people have to abuse the system to make healthcare providers, people who get into an industry to help people? Now, on the insurance level and the buyer level and all that stuff, corruption galore. But the, on the front line, the front line people, how many times of, how many situations of abuse and f f you know, fake claims of health problems have to happen for someone to be so cynical? So <clears throat> this is a good, you're, you're supposing a good argument, <clears throat> good conversation. So there is the generic conversation and then there's this particular family's journey. Right. So the fact that they had found an effect, effective treatment uh, and it was demonstrated really in my brain, uh, it completely um, discounts or uh, takes away the Munchausen, Munchausen by proxy argument because it wasn't the mom uh, going from doctor to doctor to doctor and not finding a solution. She found the solution and the experts in this particular condition validated her that particular diagnosis. So in general, I get the argument, right? How many people are abusing the system? Either because they're using their kids to get drugs that they want to take, right? Or they have a mental disorder where they want to get sympathy and they, you know, that's the whole Munchausen by proxy thing. I get that. The other, the other thing to consider is um, the, the, what's the, What's the Hippocratic oath that the, the healthcare professionals, doctors specifically take is to do no harm, right? So regardless of whether or not the doctor thinks the person is going to listen to them, they cannot apathetically throw away the true solution to the healthcare problem. I don't think most doctors do though. Like I, I think, especially on a primary level, like sure, when you get to the ER, maybe they're not talking about lose weight and those sorts of things because it's a traumatic thing and they're, they're dealing with the trauma that you're going through. But I, I recently lost a bunch of weight, as most of you know, and there was a conversation with my doctor. You need help finding shout it. Shout out to Dr. Reichenbach. No, uh, you can <laughs> keep it if you found it. So no, you do, the you do. Uh, where it's like, look, uh, here's where you're at. Um, your 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 insulin levels are or no, I don't, whatever. I was pre-diabetic, and so like I was make, I think I was making extra insulin to keep where I needed to be, whatever that, however that works. And so he's like. Either you're going to go on medication or you're going to lose a bunch of weight. And it was a kick in the butt that I needed, and I lost a bunch of weight. Um, thankfully, I found a coach that helped me do that. It was awesome. So, so I think they have those discussions. But then, and I think, I think Chris is right, and I, I, like I've, I've said it before, I think part of um, the cost to our healthcare system is the cost of freedom about living in you know, one of the freer countries in the world, uh, where if you're given you know, the option to be more disciplined and live a hard life of eat healthy, exercise, move, versus I can do whatever the heck I want and give me a pill to fix my problem so I'm fine, it seems like more people opt for the second than the first. But, or, or there's a decent chunk of people. I don't know about more versus less. Can, but. I, can I make just one, just throw one thing out there? So look at the prescription levels of statins and like this Ozempic and that's coming out, this is obesity 
medication. And these other things that are intended to treat these kind of cellular dysfunction issues, in every case where they prescribe these things, the cases of chronic illness has skyrocketed. They've started prescribing statins. Now, if statins worked, we wouldn't have this massive spike in heart disease and cholesterol. What is statins? The statin is supposedly supposed to be an anti-cholesterol or cholesterol-controlling drug. Now we know it doesn't really do that. They've kind of mis- whatever, described it or mislabeled its function. Okay. It's actually just an anti-inflammatory. But they've been prescribing it so consistently. And guys haven't, guys who are supposed to be the doctors in this field don't do the research. They're just told, no, you prescribe this by, a, you know, some a drug dealer. What do we call those guys? Drug rep? Drug reps. Yeah, dealer, whatever. So in those cases, those prescriptions don't actually help anything. They're actually a, a catalyst for increased... Um, the, the severity of the condition in our population, which is why our population is so diseased. Yeah, I'm, I got a shout out to Reichenbach as well. He was my doctor when I lost a bunch of weight and I just went in there, had a frank conversation and he, he's like, this is how you got to do it. Um, <clears throat> and he's one of those doctors that will have frank conversations with you. You know, under, we all have to understand that the medical business is just that. It is a business. Um, at the primary level, doctors have to maintain their patient roles to be able to afford their malpractice insurance, to be able to keep their staff. Um, there's a doctor that lives right down the, the street from me, and he actually went back to school to become an anesthesiologist because he couldn't uh, really afford to keep a, a regular practice going with the amount of patients he would have to churn through. So I think in a lot of cases for doctors, it's easier to write the prescription than to have the hard conversations. But there are doctors out there that I know of that have said, this is what you need to do. If you don't do it, you need to find a different doctor because this is what you need to do for your condition. Um, and those types of hard discussions, I think, should be had, uh, you know, with a Hippocratic Oath and... At the same time, though, it's a business. Yeah. My doctor, my doctor has to see a patient every 15 minutes. I, I don't think we're, we're... To your point. I don't think we're throwing out the idea that, that there aren't people in the medical field that are there for the right reasons. Oh, I don't, no, I don't hear that at all. Yeah. At all. I, I mean, I, I think majority of the people that, are, that like, they want to help. Yeah, I don't but, hear that at all. But I, I definitely think that they, their hands are tied in certain situations you know, like Travis said, like you go in and you have a conversation with a doc and he goes, the best medicine I can give you is go to the YMCA. That doesn't pay medical, that, that doesn't pay liability insurance. It doesn't pay over, like, that may be the best prescription, but that doesn't pay the bills. And, but, and that's where the business comes into play. But I think if you take, and I think most doctors take the approach, like, I make my living from people being in horrible accidents and things awful happening to them. I hope that you never need me. And I think the good doctors realize I don't need to like give you bad advice to keep you coming as a client. There's plenty of sick people to support most doctors. Uh, sure, like there, there may be certain areas that are over flooded with doctors and then maybe need to move around or go back to school and do something else. But I, I think most doctors aren't 
in it for the money. I think most doctors are doing it right. I think there's a select few uh, that get paid a whole bunch of money to testify and things like that, or that go work for DCS, which is actually privatized in the state of Florida, like we saw in this thing, that are incentivized by money to give false statements. Or you get people with conflicts of interest where like, you know what? I'm going to end up adopting Maya once she gets taken away from these people. I'm going to sit her on my lap at the hospital, as we saw in the movie. Looked about conflict of interest stuff again. You know? Yeah, that was crazy. That was creepy. Yeah. Creepy. Absolutely insane. How much of it, too, in the medical field is similar to, you know, the teaching field? The, the level of jadedness you reach at a certain point to where, you know, you get into it for the right reasons and you just get beat up all yeah. the time. Sure. And sure. at a certain point, you just go in, punch the clock, go home, and and call it a day. Yeah. No. <laughs> Screw it. You're right. Two plus two does equal nine. <laughs> I don't get paid enough to fix it. <laughs> and, and Shout it out to teachers, by the way. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, they my gosh. So much. Yeah. yeah. I, I have so big. much respect oh, for teachers. Oh, my gosh. Um, no, it, to your point, I think people, I think it's just like any other industry, right? There are, there are, there are p- people come in and punch the clock. Nine to five, and I'm in, I'm out, I'm doing, you know. And then there are people who are truly dedicated, you know, and actually are providing real health care. And that's what you guys are talking about. Like we went to this little walk-in clinic and there was a uh, uh, nurse practitioner and she was helping us with something and we left and a day later got a text from her like, hey, we were talking about this. Here's a couple articles that I found. It was the most amazing experience in healthcare, I think maybe I've ever had because I felt cared for. And that's that difference that I think we're talking about. Um, people are well-meaning. And sometimes, though, that can go south. You know, uh, The road to hell is paved with good intentions. And we saw well-meaning people, at least on some level, get involved in this situation and it go absolutely horribly i'm talking about the line of protection when people start claiming abuse the the point at which i checked out i i mentioned before i checked out on this uh the the point at which i checked out and this is somebody said oh the libertarian the government get involved it wasn't that it was the words that cps is privatized Mm -hmm. they are there to turn a profit the same problem with that is the same problem we have with jails. Jails are the largest uh, psychological institution because it's making money to put people in there and keep them in there. And, you know, when it said it was privatized, I'm like, certain well, things should not be privatized. Duh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that was that was mind blowing. And and the, and then to look at the stats for that that one county, what, Pinellas or whatever it was, Pinellas. Shout out St. Pete. Pinellas. Oh, that's it's St. Pete. Is that what it is? We're huge. In and uh, but to see to see the statistics in that county specifically in the surrounding counties, like it it was it was um, what what they say it was like two point five times more common to happen in uh, Pinellas. How do you say it? Pinellas. Pinellas County than any other one? That's crazy. It's an effective business, it sounds like. Well, I wonder what percentage of those, if you were to look at it, was this this Dr. Sally. Right. You know, 
Oh, and, the, and then later they on, they don't the, have that many doc. Like it's probably that same person on every single one of those cases, or the same two or three. Then later on in the in the movie, when it's that other uh, family, when she sends the Christmas cards to that Doctor Sally, and her response back, I wanted to jump through the TV screen and strangle her. I was like, "Holy What'd shit!" She say? Um, she said something like she just like defended it from a, a really like what felt like a monotone, like zero emotion. It was just, you know, I, I always try to do my best. I'm really sorry that, that you, like the mother, don't feel like there was, there was uh, child abuse in this. Like she's like calling out the mother for still, even after like seven years being like, no, you're still wrong. You were abusing her or bu abusing the child. And the fact that you have the child now is crazy. Like, yeah, it, it was just psychotic. Well, and I think it was like she said she'd be more thorough with the additional info next time. You know, I'll be more thorough. Oh, I, oh my God. The fact that she's still employed, if she's still employed, that's mind blowing. Shout out to Beata for being persistent. You yeah, know, I think there's, a, there, there, um, there's an aspect there for like, yeah. Put, yeah, you have to be your own advocate. Your kids. You have to be your own advocate. You yeah, know what sucks the most? Had she not taken her life, this would have just been another case that got buried. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're listening but haven't watched the show. Oh, um, yeah. Spoiler alert. She does. No, we, yeah, we, spoiler alert's taken care of. If this, if this point, yeah, if you haven't like turned this off and haven't watched this thing yet, dude, well, don't turn us off. Keep us playing. We need those subs. And, and how much, now, Travis, it sounded like most people, when they're presented with a case plan, they sign it. They're, and, and, they're and, and strong armed and the advocates recommend it. Yeah. So everybody's pointing to these people and again, trusted institutions to do the right thing for these people. And all it does is uh, gets rid of any liability for the people who are making all these terrible decisions. It does two things. That entire case plan, every one of those steps, there's money funneled into that. When you have to go to counseling, you're paying for counseling. When you have to go, I, th I th uh, thought I saw there was like a harassment, like a sexual abuse course or something like that. Like every one of those steps, there's a financial transaction that's happening that's refunding that entire system. It just, it just seems so corrupt, right? Am I crazy here? This it is. is. It, 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 it seems, seems that way corrupt. because it is that way. It often is like we were talking about police, like, tickets paying for probation you know all this stuff it's all a monetary thing that just feeds back into the system you know you want people on probation to, to be able to get back on their feet and get ahead but oh wait you got to pay every single week to do that um it just exacerbates the issues <laughs> like you're gonna lose your license for you know six months at a time and then you go okay, in order to get your license back, you have to pay money. And you're like, but in order to make money, I have to go to work. And in order to go to work, I need to drive. And I can't drive. So I guess I'll just go live in jail. Shout out, though, <laughs> if you need help with that and you get like a big reinstatement fee, uh, our local courts will waive that reinstatement fee for you upon proper application. If you need help with it, call my office. Mm -hmm. Thumbs up, local courts, K County. Uh, here's, a, here's another. K County courts. Let's talk about a theory. Uh, Kitchen. We'll, we'll call it a uh, conspiracy, if you will. Um, healthcare in this country and the reason why versus the vast majority of other countries, it is not socialized. 
has more to do with eliminating the poor than it does with taking care of everyone else. You know, making deductibles, putting deductibles in place, doing all these different things that exclude the poor. Same with the systems that are in place. The poor, you know, have to go to work, but they have to pay their probation. They, it, it, it's eliminating the poor is what this all is designed to do. Wait, and if that is the case, the ironic part is that it hasn't actually worked yet. I, 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 it's I just screwed up shit for a lot of people. But we still have poor people. We still have homeless people. I don't think it's to eliminate the poor. It's We want to incentivize the poor because they need to work because we need cheap labor to keep the machine going. It's to keep the capitalistic machine going. Yeah, the control. Yeah. The control mechanism. Yeah. Which, in some or capacity, it, it is eliminating because you have to worry about they can't really costs. live. Uh, and you'll, and you'll in order to keep the machine because, going, uh, most often you're going to be presented with these corrupt systems in the form of some sort of fear, right? You need this dot dot because you're going to get hit in the head with an asteroid. You're going to get cancer. You're going to, you know, your heart's going to stop beating because you're going to have some. It's going to be gummed up with cholesterol. So you need to enter our corrupt system. And then as soon as you do that, you're, you got to trust our experts. You got you to do what we say and things don't ever get better. I do want to like defend the system for a minute though. Like we're all beating up on the system. Like DCS hopefully gets it right more often than they don't. There's a whole bunch of stuff like that happens. Like abuse went through the roof like during lockdown with COVID and things like that and kids not in school. And like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. They get in trouble for not pulling people out soon enough. They get in trouble for taking kids when they shouldn't. I'm sure that it's hard to make those decisions. Right. Well, this this documentary is so shocking, part of it, because how rarely it happens. And, I mean, that needs to be recognized. And, you mm -hmm. know, and some of these things about, oh, the system's so bad. Well, don't commit crimes. Be, you have to own your decisions. Mm -hmm. you, your decisions have consequences. You know, if you do, to lose your license for six months means you were dr most likely drinking and driving. You made a guilty, you made a choice. You absolutely made a choice. Nine times out of 10, you made that choice. You didn't want to worry about getting your car the next day. Nine times out of 10, that's why DUI happens. It's statistics that I made up, but it sounds right. <laughs> um, you, guys are, you guys are in an industry, am I wrong? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm not saying that in that case, cause and effect. I'm saying the issue for me is requiring people to monetarily subsidize the system when the system is supposed to be designed to create a productive member of society. Well, but that just goes back to we don't want higher taxes. We want them to pay for it instead of us paying for it. If we're going to get to a base level, it's the, how do, how's the government funded? Through the users or through the taxpayers? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so, so do, you want, do you want higher taxes? Well, we're talking about taxes, and uh, I'm just going to throw this out because we're all talking taxes right now. Have has anyone paid attention to the the billionaires that are saying, "Please tax us more"? Yeah, A I've seen some of that. Group of billionaires are saying now, "Please, virtue, I've seen those virtue signals. Tax us more." Okay, that's not. Uh, Okay. 
I'll go that, there. That, I, I that, that's not enough information to make a decision off of. Um, a billionaire saying, I want to be taxed more is, does not say anything. You want to be taxed more on what? You want to be taxed more on uh, uh, capital gains? You want to be taxed more on actual income? You want to be taxed more on unrealized gains? Where do you want to be taxed more? Because what, what happens with the majority of billionaires is that they don't actually make any income. And, and so, so there, there becomes this like good guy in public, but if you really dive into it at all, you realize you go, it doesn't do us a fucking thing to tax you more because you don't actually claim any dollars that are taxable. So, so it, it, it's, it's, um, I don't, I don't, it's, it's like a, well, if you think, it's like think, an invisible yeah. shield. It doesn't. It doesn't fucking mean anything. Think about the, think about it like this. Why did Bill and Melinda Gates set up the five hundred one c three? Why did they set up their foundation? Shelter cash. Yeah, yeah. So great. Tax me more. I don't have any cash, but right. I do have a lot of cash sitting over here in this trust or this five hundred one c three. Right. Which, by the way, is generating a crap ton of cash. And and it's all non taxable. So yeah, Jason's right. Need more information. Mm. I think it's it's very I think it's very uh, it's a noble gesture. Noble, like that's that's wonderful, and I and I go I appreciate it, but I but you have to you have to go one step further and go okay, exactly explain like are 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 you just flat out willing to give thirty eight percent of of your entire uh, net wealth as taxes? Cool, that's great. If if you're if you just want to be taxed on the money that you actually pull in. I, I mean, sh there, there's, and there's beautiful tax loops and, and I'm not, I'm not even taking them away. I, I believe that our job as people and uh, civilians and, and part of society is to understand the rules in which life is played by. And then you play by those rules. This country's founded on not wanting to pay our taxes. We threw a bunch of tea in a harbor because we don't want to pay the taxes on them. It is the, it is, there's no more patriotic duty than trying to avoid paying your taxes legally. Legally. And, 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 <laughs> well, no, but, but exactly. Legally, legally. Yeah, listen, hear me. Do your taxes. You're not, I'm not, <laughs> for but, your benefit, <laughs> listen, do your taxes. But believe. there's a reason that it's called a tax code. Yeah. It's because if you can break it and you understand the rules that are behind it, you can do what you need to do. So like everybody's up in arms about, you know, Trump not releasing his his uh his his uh It's very important to understand the rules in which taxes are laid out and then play by. Them. That's all that's all I'm saying. We, we I mean Here's the information, right? So prior to uh, the 80s with Reagan and also some of the Democrats where they gut the taxes, the tax rates were significantly higher for income and capital gains. And then they got lowered. And we've had now three, four decades. And there is little to no evidence whatsoever that these low tax rates do anything to stimulate the economy. Uh, if you talk to pretty much any economist uh, that's honest about it. So 
we had these high tax rates before. They worked. And does that top tax rate generate that much revenue for the federal government? Actually, it doesn't because there's not that many billionaires. But what it does do is it helps keep things, you know, in line from an income inequality perspective, which is just rampantly getting out of control. So, I mean, it's this it's is a- what your pick does, Jody. This is exactly what your pick does. You pick this thing that is so painful, so hurtful. <laughs> we're so desperate to get away from the core of this film that we're talking about tax rates. <laughs> That's yeah. what this pick has done. Listen, as fascinating as talking tax code is, um, I'm ready. To, we got to. We got to. We got a vote to do. So, uh, Jody, you brought Take Care of Maya to the table. If, you, if you're not aware, part of the, uh, the content club is we bring the piece of content to our friends that we discuss for some time, and then we vote on whether or not this film is worthy of being part of the Freedom Cats canon. Joining such films as Raiders of the Lost Ark, Seven... And we haven't watched seven. He's brought this up a couple of times. He doesn't want to say it, but I know what he wants to say. Say it. Seven's a yes. pack. What, you want to say seven. what? We, we haven't watched watch seven. seven. We didn't do seven. But we did watch K-Pax, which, by the way, stellar film. Oh, so K-Pax is a great movie. film. Don't get, don't, stop. K-Pax is great. Just, just stop it. Talk about a statement on the medical community. Right. <laughs> John Q next week. No, no, we're going so light next week. I mean, I want nothing. I want like... Weekend, what do you think about Step Brothers? Weekend at Birdies. <laughs> Step Brothers is in the canon. Yeah, but you didn't watch it. I didn't. I didn't. It hurts. No, we're doing something. We got to do like, yeah, because it's been, it's been a lot of dark these last few weeks. Jody, you brought this holocaust of an emotional film to the, uh, to the table. Is it, is it canon worthy? Yeah, I think this documentary hit all the emotional buttons it was intended to hit. And it was done right. It was done uh, in a profound way that um, accomplished the communication of a powerful message. It was it a great, warm, and fuzzy feeling message? No. But uh, from the beginning to the end, I think it was done really well. Yeah. Stefan. I-, I want everybody else to vote, and then I'm going to make my call. I need to hear the arguments first. Okay kind of a chicken shit answer but fine that's cool. <laughs> i appreciate that answer it's, it's honest all right counselor calm down i'm i'm actually gonna go no uh not not because i don't think it was a well-done documentary that the, the information was shared very very well um this this was nothing but scary and depressing for me and not in any way shape or form and like even as I'm talking about it, like I, I can feel my heart beating faster than it should. So there was nothing entertaining about this. I watched this this movie. I was saddened. I was disappointed. Somebody lost their life because they were fighting for something that they were 100 percent like. I can't put this in the. I I cannot put this in the canon. This is a moral. You're making a moral. Yes, I just I just can't. It 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 just hurt too much. I'll make a moral argument for yes, and then Stefan can decide. Uh, 
the people who are the victims of this, for Beata, for Maya, they want the story told. Everybody should hear it. Uh, and I will always side with the client. I will side with them. I, be, I put myself in the shoes of the Andersons. For Maya, for Beata, for the son, for the father, what his name was Patrick, right? Jack. Jack, yeah. For them, yes, 100% yes, all day long. Stefan, are you ready to... Are you ready to vote? Yeah, I am. I don't, I, I heard the arguments. I like being in the seat of the judge, like make your arguments and then yeah, I'll make my decision. Um, I'm still going to vote no on this one. Um, in all honesty, it was, you know, super depressing for something that in all reality, I hope that people understand already is that, uh, you know, you have to approach everything with a significant amount of distrust. All right, so at this point, it's a tie vote. Mm -hmm. Two votes, yes. Two and and votes, please no. understand, like I, I don't think Stefan and I is like we want this story to be shared. We want it to be talked about. But I, but I, I view the canon as like a place that uh, is going to make me a happy person. Not necessarily. I mean, it's about we we felt that the quality of this was something that we would attach ourselves to. Like we would go maybe visit it again. Or because we've, I mean, it hasn't all been happy sunshine. I'm just impressed with how like real life these documentaries are. Not like we've watched two of them. Not like the first one. I was like, yeah, it's all the same actual people. This one, like, I've been in the courtroom. That is it? Like, yeah, like that's like, I, I I know Judge Hunter Carroll. I had a trial with him, and that's him. And <laughs> I love, I love, I still love the fact that you're amazed that documentaries feature the actual people yeah. that it happens yeah. to. Yeah. I love documentaries, man. Yeah. Um, all right. So is this canon? Um, it was it was good. Um, I, the, I'm i going to say no only because it's the same reason why I voted no for K-Pax. There are other movies that hit on these themes in a, in a more engaging effective way um there are other pieces too aaron brockovich same themes as this way more entertaining so i'm gonna say no yeah but also not like not a documentary <laughs> <laughs> like, but it really happened i mean if, if you put julia roberts in as maya she yeah, would have been great you know what you know what I, got, I gotta be real i would have enjoyed this more if julia roberts played uh Jesus. Biana. Like, you want robert yeah. de niro to be jack, jack? Like, robert de niro as jack would have made this a better film it been jeff bridges and julia roberts you gotta get the age thing. yeah <laughs> yeah it would have been a better film Jeez. i'm Think, who, who who would who would have played the uh, the the shitty uh, uh, DCS lady? Uh, yeah, um, who, who who would have played Sally? Doc, yeah, who would have played Doctor Sally? Um, Kathy Bates. Oh, I can Kathy see that. Bates, yeah. Sally Field, and like you know, you know her is sweet, but she has like a little bit. Sally Field would have been good. Mm. Um, Kathy Bates, um, isn't that the lady from like American Horror? Yeah, yeah, she was in. Uh, she was one misery. of the characters of Misery. Yeah. Her for Misery. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the Who's the, the Water Boys mom? In uh, in that, Wa yeah, Water Boys mom. The uh, the the uh, Marvel series uh, Vision. Remember that? Or was it Vision? Yeah, yeah. And they had Scarlet Witch, and then it had the Bad Witch. Wanda Vision. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know mm -hmm. who you're talking. Catherine. Catherine. Catherine something. Yeah, Catherine. she would have been a good. She'd be great. Yeah. She'd be great. All right, so I'm a no vote. So I'm sorry. Didn't make it. Doesn't make the canon. It joins such great films as Shogun Assassin, 
as being worthy of the canon, but not quite making it. Uh, FYI, they did finally get their trial. Uh, oh yeah, I did go to trial and they got like 225 million split shit. between. Judge reduced it a little bit and then they're up, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. so. But, and at the end of it, there was other families, right? Travis, do you know the details of that? That was in the, the film. There were different families talking about that have come forward. And I don't know. If, but I, I, most of the families that signed the form don't have a cause of action because right. they, they released the liability. But I suppose if a family that had not signed a consent thing, did not sign a form, they may have other lawsuits. Who knows? But it looked like from the documentary that most of them had signed that. And that they like put their hope in this one can you know set the tone for all of us. Because Beata, shout out to Beata again, was persistent and didn't sign that. No, I'm not going to admit that I was wrong because I'm not wrong. You know, they make her look like she's demanding, but she's right. She was right. That's right. She was. So advocate for yourself. No one else is going to do it. Hard. Yep. All right. So on behalf of all of us, next week, next week, I want to do an album. Music? I want to do an album. Yellow Submarine. Those chocolate Beatles. <laughs> Do a Beatles album. But seriously, Phil Collins' greatest compilation of hits. Oh, I'm not, not, I'm not a Phil Collins fan. It can't be a greatest hits. I want to do an album. I want to do them. Here's what we'll do. The, the five of us will submit an album choice, and then we will take a vote on the album. No, 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 on the socials. We'll post, the so, we'll post on the socials this week. The five of us will post our album choices. You vote on which album we'll discuss. It'll be our first album discussion. We'll yep. listen to the track. Maybe we'll play the tracks. We'll talk about it. Maybe it's track by track. We'll talk about the merits of the artist. We'll compare it to others. It'll be a good show. So. I already have my vote. You guys, you guys ready? Th is anybody ready to throw theirs out? I have mine. This is like real albums, not like soundtracks from movies, right? I, I, you know what? I'm going to say. Soundtrack from movie could work. I'm going to say a soundtrack is fine. What yeah. do you guys think? Soundtracks? Well, yeah, I think that's mm -hmm. fair. Yeah. Sure. Are we putting it out there now? I'll, I'll put mine out there, Jason. If you have yours, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I, I don't, I don't know if you guys will approve of me being the one to say this. Okay, but when you said album, this was the first album that went in my head. Uh, the Chronic, two thousand and one. Oh, that's so weird because mine's the Chronic. Both. Oh, mine was the Chronic. One or two. Swear to God. <laughs> Swear to God. Not 2001, but the original. Out Swear to game, God. We're going to have a conversation. That's okay. crazy. Well, I got to change mine then. Well, no, we can, we can discuss the merits of the two. Track by track. Yeah, no, I think that's... You might probably have me beat. Wow, that... What are the odds? That's crazy. Yeah, mine's the Chronic. Anybody else? Haven't decided yet. Okay, we'll post them this week on this. That's crazy. We both had a Chronic album in our heads. We're going to end on that. I'll, I'll go to Way Too Normal by Ben Folds. Way yeah. Too Normal by Ben Folds versus two Dr. Dre albums. Love how it's panning out so far. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. All right, so on behalf of everybody here, Jody, Stefan, Jason, Travis, me, we are the Freedom, the Freedom Cats. Cats. Meow. Tippy River Adventures. Listen, you know what I hear all the time? I'm just going to be real. There's nothing to do in this county. Jody and his boys, they heard you say it too, and that's why they brought Tippy River Adventures to our community. Tippy River is one of the top 10 most vital rivers in the nation. Top 10 most vital rivers. When was the last time you went down it? When was the last time you saw
the, that, that vitality just in your face. I took my little boy Sullivan on the trip. We still, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a core memory for both of us. A canon event, if you will. As you travel the multiverse, every Sully and Chris went on a Tippy River adventure, and you should too. Tippy River Adventures was created to take the work out of experiencing because, like, you know, it was, it's, it's tough work going down that river. You know, at our level, it was tough work. So, but they made it easier for us, right? They cut the brush. They gave us, they gave us paths to take our canoes down. That's the work that they do. You have equipment, but don't want to take two cars? Bring your equipment out. They'll make it easy. Trips as short as two and a half hours, they have taken effort and worry out of coming up and enjoying the great river. Have a church group, sports team, or family reunion looking for a fun and uplifting experience that you can have together? Come out and share an adventure together and they'll do the heavy lifting. If you're looking for something to do for yourself or with friends and family, that's fun and easy. An activity that gets you on the water, doesn't require gas or buying high-priced boats or mountain bikes. Give us a try. I mean, think about that. It's tough living out there, man. Everything's more expensive. JC, JC Innovations, as they partner with Tippy River Adventures, they've got your pocketbook as well as your heart and mind in mind. You can check out the fun experience or adventures. Have some fun on the river. Check them out on Facebook. They got a Facebook page, of course. You can book your adventure through the Book Now button on their website. That's Tippy, T-I-P-P-Y, riveradventures.com or you can schedule through their Facebook page. They're looking forward to seeing you on the water. Minus 91 is insane. Right. It's, so it's, right now, there's a town in Alaska. It is negative 91 degrees. And that's like a true 91 degrees. That's not like with wind chill. So how long can you be outside? Well, at least it's a, a dry negative 91, a, right? People say that all the time, too. It's like, well, it's a dry cold. <laughs> what? Dude, what? it's fucking cold. It's, nine, it's, it's 100 degrees. Yeah. Jason's really affected by this. It's 100 <laughs> degrees below zero. That's... Yeah. Is that a town or a village? It's a town. You see, you think it's so funny that there are villages, but there are villages. What's the difference between a village and a town? Population, I suppose. It, I mean, is well, it? Well, we got two of them right here. Electricity? The village of Winona. That, yeah, that's, I think that's different than it's the It's a little different than the villages village. we're talking about. <laughs> is that just marketing then? It's 100%. Is it just marketing? 100%. Yeah, that's marketing. And, and food choices. Oh. But it's a wild. It's wild, see, when, bro. When I, when I hear village, I was thinking like, you know, like Native American, like Indian. Like you think of like, like teepees and stuff. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Well, that's that's just racist. I imagine. No, it's not. It's not. I don't think it is. I imagine is they're disconnected. Like they're like like no power, no water. Like yeah, or, or like there's a well for water, but like they're burning wood or some sort of. Yeah, know. they're hunting whales. Yeah. Have you ever eaten whale? Yeah, oh, yeah. I've always wanted to. What. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you can't come on. It's a euphemism. Just, just anyway. Good night, dude. Jo Jody's like, I dated a whale once. <laughs> yeah, there's so much there. Yeah, um, there's, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, I've, no, I've eaten whale. What's the highest IQ meat you've ever eaten? Highest IQ meat? Yeah. What does that mean? I mean, whales oh. are pretty smart, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, a great question. I've done octopus. Yeah, and I've that, eaten that's whale. supposed to be octopus. very, very smart. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I actually won't eat octopus anymore because of that. Because of that, yeah. Because they're so smart. Yeah. What? 
I, it's it's like a weird respect thing. I, I watch I watched a documentary on Netflix about this dude who went uh, like snorkeling <laughs> slash scuba. <laughs> wait a minute! 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 No, you're a real. man. You're a man whose entire empire yes. is built on killing cows. Are they just d- too dumb? Like what is the what is the what is the Mendoza line of intelligence oh, yeah. that you're like? <laughs> We got have you seen the billboards where it's like where's your line where it's like uh you got <laughs> you got like uh seafood you've got uh, cows you've got horses you got dogs you so got octopus, cats like where's octopus your line? is too octopus smart get added on there octopus too smart cows dumb enough cow with glasses <laughs> no cow, right cow. so if a cat was doing math like just, a far just, side, just like so a far knows, side. I comic. haven't said anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this space. I don't think we need you to. This uh, all accusation. Okay, so, so, the, right so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. So the, the octopuses were really smart. No, they they really are. Like they, they're uh, yeah. they 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 can uh, like adapt to their their environment. They can change colors. They can make their body uh, have different textures and like like they it, open it's open bottles. In, they could, yeah, like liter- literal intelligence in an octopus. It, it's if you deep dive at all into them, uh, like there, there's even and maybe Jody, I need your your help on this, but there's even like some mentionings that maybe octopus are not of this yes. world. I was just gonna say the same thing. Oh, Supposedly, and, and I say that lightly because I don't want somebody. Jody's to like, about to say it heavily. Yeah. That's why I need. need. No, Jody's over here. Like, at what point do I tell them I've eaten human? (laughs) (laughs) You say like the octopus is like the 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 master. No, not 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 the master, but but maybe the 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 only true connection that we have with life from a different planet. Well, I think that's I think that's us. I think that's us. You think it's us? We're not. What planet do you think we came from? We're not from here, dude. We're the only ones who like don't fit the ecosystems. If you really look at it, like we don't adapt. That's fair. We don't, you know, our bodies aren't really meant for like, yeah, we're not from here. Yeah. We're good from like 60 degrees to 85 degrees. You know, you say that, but I have like no idea. Like I know that 80 is hot. And I know that like 40 is cold. Anything in the middle there, I got nothing. Well, we are pre- approaching Indiana short weather. Next How about week, this winter, like dude? I got, I got shorts on right Trev's got shorts. It's <laughs> 42 degrees outside. Are this you one of those people that shorts all year long? Uh, I just think about going for a run later, but you know. uh, I got gotcha. you. No, he started wearing open. He started wearing closed-toed shoes about a year ago. It's that, been a huge. It's been a huge evolution. That's true. And people are like, "Where's your sandals?" And I'm like, "I haven't worn sandals for like." Two years now, I yeah, think. But, you, yeah. but it's because I discovered Hey Dude shoes. Not a sponsor. Not a, yeah. But uh, these, Easy. like, I, I literally stumbled upon these. Actually, I stumbled on these. The trial with Judge Carroll. Uh, I had I, I didn't take non-dress clothes. Didn't expect it to go as long. I had to spend the night one day longer than I thought. And I'm like, you know what? I want to get some different shoes. Went down to Venice because South County, Sarasota County, and uh, they had these shoes. Bought the shoes. Love these shoes. They're great. I don't, I don't, yeah. I can't get behind them. Only shoes I've ever oh, worn. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Jason's taking a stand. I, I, I can't get behind those or Crocs. Like, yeah. the Crocs I, canvas shoes, though, or I, no, I just, I just can't, like, be, be a human. Like, be, why, be a be, human. Put on real shoes. You know what movie we need to watch? I mean, Speaking of shoe. Crocs, 
Idiocracy. Oh, Did you know yes. those, no. the cracks were no. actually made for that movie? Right. Idiocracy is one of the greatest Wait. movies ever. And the yes. problem is, is we are headed there. Headed? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Headed. We're, we are, we're damn close. I'm, I'm waiting for a local farmer to be like, you know what? We're going to start, we're going to start watering our plants with Gatorade. Okay. It's I'm, got well, electrolytes, I'm not, man. I'm not, I'm not ready for Idiocracy. I'm not. Idiocracy I'm is not. a great movie. It is. I mean. We, we are close, I, man. I've never watched a movie. I've just experienced the real life. You, you need to watch the movie because you, you want to talk about something that'll scare you. I'm th- again, it's been two weeks of just crying in a fetal position. I mean, Idiocracy is funny, though. It is. I'm, I mean, it's, I, it's, no, it's, it's got I'm good a, like actors. A, I'm, I'm really like a like point break weekend at Bernie's. Like a comedy or a shoot just, em up? Just, point Break's a pretty serious movie, bro. Have we done Point Break? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't, we did. We did 7-2. No, now you're lying. <laughs> how, how, how did you put Point Break and Weekend at Bernie's? Sun and surfing. Sun and surfing. That was my mental connect. You're right. They're not. That, I would do that as a double feature. Weekend at Bernie's and Point Break. They kind of. I don't know. What, what would you pair with Point Break? I would do Roadhouse and Point Break. Oh, there's new Roadhouse coming out. I, I'm not here. Roadhouse. Nope, not here for it. <laughs> Not nope. <laughs> nope. Are, yes. Anybody here a Family yeah. Guy yeah, fan? Yeah, I, ah, I love yeah. Family Guy. Seth, Seth MacFarlane's one of one of the. He's fabulous. Yeah. Oh, uh, just something to make you guys laugh today. Oh, because I watched it this morning. It came up on my TikTok feed. Um, who's the um, not Kate McKinnon? The the other uh, SNL. Kristen Wig. Kristen Wig. She does a a, a skit. Uh, with like the Taylor kid from um, the Wolf, Taylor Lautner. Yeah, that guy from Twilight. Uh, so if you look up Chris and Wig, Taylor, Taylor Lautner, and they do uh, like a surprise pregnancy reveal, it's like a two-minute skit. Seven thirty, eight o'clock this morning. I was just laughing my ass off watching this video. Man, definitely worth a watch. Nothing funnier than a guy explaining a TikTok that he saw this morning. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let's talk about point break. <laughs> Jesus. He's just jealous he's not on TikTok. You're not on TikTok? No, I deleted and I deleted the TikTok. Are you on truth? No. No, I'm not on truth. I don't even know what that is. Uh that is the I just hear really the only safe social media platform out yeah. there where you you know the first amendment is <laughs> I, could, I, I tried i tried they to get sell, there they sell Trump barbecue sauce on there i tried i really tried i really tried and then um, i heard that twitter changed to x is that right yeah i heard that too. yeah and they took off a lot of like, like the no, safeguards but like nobody refers to it as x right, no it's twitter. like no, owens and kroger right i mean yeah. it's kroger now but it's still owens right mm. weird so after this serious uh discussion that we just had i i have to share uh, one of the trivia questions from a couple weeks ago yeah 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 because I, I, I host trivia every week at hoplar it's one of my most fun times of the week i yeah because you do trivia but i take it a step further and it's like a roast so people want to start talking back i'm like okay it's open season on you yeah, oh, yeah. let's go uh but for morbid humor okay in mount rushmore okay uh, it's a true or false, or no, you had to name the, the president. In Mount Rushmore, which president has a secret room behind 
the sculpture of them in Mount Rushmore. Wait, secret Washington. room. I'm going to go Roosevelt. And I obviously I see the answers before yeah. beforehand and I just break up laughing right there because it is Abe Lincoln. So the guy who built Mount Rushmore put a hole in the back uh, of Lincoln's head. Oh shit. Too soon. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, soon. okay, this guy's Too got soon. a really sick sense of do, humor. Do you think he did that on purpose? <laughs> Too soon. I mean, out of you had a choice of four. Right. You, <laughs> you could have done any other ones, like, but pun, you picked Lincoln. Pun intended or but guess what he put in there? Not so happy coincidence. A booth. Oh, <laughs> man. oh my God. Too soon. This went south. It's not too soon. Too soon. Too soon. It's too soon. Too, too soon. Like, All right. It's too soon to like joke about 9-11. Like that's too soon. We'll change so the subject. 9-11 is too soon. Yeah. What 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 where does that line okay let me let's go back. Uh Challenger explosion. Can I make Challenger explosion jokes? Mm. It's gotta be more than a century, I guess. You know? A century is too okay, so Kennedy yeah. can't you, you you can't make Kennedy jokes? Only conspiracy theories. You guys know what kind of shampoo they had on the Challenger? I'm not ready for this, dude. No, okay, it, it is too that. soon. It is too <laughs> no, soon. I'm ready, now that you started I'm to tell a joke, I'm like, nope, it is too soon. It I is. the fact that everyone here agreed that the challenger was too soon to make jokes of, and Joey's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so challenger, we've just discovered, is too soon. Yeah. Real time. Kennedy? Uh, Joey, you got a Kennedy joke? Let's find out. No, I... Yeah, I actually... I, I, I jokingly say, like, 9-11's too soon. I think... They're they're sad, but but humor is is a beautiful thing, and we should be able to. Not when you're talking about nine eleven. I mean nine eleven. Obviously, stuff. the Challenger explosion. The, I mean, all 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 traumatic things are are tough, but you know, humor humor no, I, humor I'm, gives I mean, us a purpose. I'm, I'm speaking tongue in cheek. Right? It seems but like we need you know comedy. Comedy is an important relief yeah. release valve for the cultural experience. Yeah. You should be able to make a joke about anything you want, but right. also you got to know the room. Yeah. So, like, there are some jokes you could tell in the club that you can't tell in the break room at work, right? You gotta really, like, because there's nothing, although there's nothing better than telling a joke so funny that HR wants to hear it. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's, that's not why they wanted to meet with you. Oh, that explains <laughs> it. That explains it. It's funny. All right. Well, hey, thanks for tuning into this bonus section. Thank you for listening, being part of our little Freedom Cats jungle. Be sure to like, share. And uh, hey, in the comment section this week, tell us, tell, you're going to tell us which album we should go with for yeah. our next episode. We're doing an album. So take care and we'll see you on Meow Day. Meow Day? I like that. I'm trying. TM. Trademark. Cheers. <laughs>